In this podcast, we have conversations with people who've been fucked up by their faith, and we explore how they found hope, healing, reconciliation, and forgiveness in or out of their faith tradition. My guest today is Vicky McFall. Vicky is a Wiccan or a pagan. She can quite happy to be called either of those things but significantly yeah significantly a Wiccan is a pagan (laughs) Um, yeah so somebody who follows an earth-based religion would that be accurate to say yes and also you worship a goddess rather than that's correct yes okay so Welcome, Vicky. It's really, really good to have you on the podcast. This is a bonus episode, so it's not going to be a fucked up by faith. It's more of a we're honouring the festival of yeah. Samhain. Um, and you can tell us a bit more about what that means to you. I know what it means to me, but um, we're honouring Samhain. And in honour of Samhain, because we're actually recording this on the eve of Samhain, um, I'm going to read the threshold invocation. Um, So Grandmother Wisdom, open the door. Grandfather Council, come you in. Let there be welcome to the ancient lore. Let there be welcome to the winter of the year. In cold and darkness you are travelling. Under crystal skies you will arrive. May the blessed time of Samhain clarify the soul of all beings bringing joy and wisdom to revelation from the depths to the heights, from the heights to the depths in the cave of every soul. So mote it be. So mote it be. So, Vicky, tell us a bit about your faith path. Tell us about well, my faith paths have been, ra- been rather uh, interesting. Um, wasn't born, in, I wasn't technically born into a faith, I wasn't christened or anything mm-hmm. uh, as a baby, even though my two elder sisters were christened. At the point where I was born, my mother had fallen out with God, and that's her words. Okay. Um, so I didn't get christened. Uh, I was brought up mainly by my grandmother who lived with us, and she was a Christadelphian. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so I went to meetings with her every week and knew all the elders and she had a seat in the seat in the, the meeting and it's only as kind of I've got older I've read a bit more about it and understood mm-hmm. a bit more I was in that till I was about eight or nine um, and she ended up in a nursing home after a, a serious stroke and it wasn't something that was carried into the house but my, my gran always had her bible beside beside the the bed but you know we, we celebrated you know Christian festivals so Easter you know um, Christmas all that kind of stuff although the one thing that stood out to me as really worrying as a child is that mm-hmm. my grand didn't believe in an afterlife uh, okay and, and she used to say that you know when when judgment day comes you know I'll rise again and it uh, terrible kind of zombie kind of thing coming into my head that you know and and I remember thinking you know if she gets cremated well, how is she going to rise again and it just the technicalities of all didn't work in my head um so I was kind of lost for a few years and I went into secondary school and, and joined the scripture union 
just because right, okay. the friends that I want to be friends with were in the scripture union and went holidays and all sorts and and I started going to my friend's dad was a, a Baptist minister <laughs> so I started going there for a while I I got myself christened in the Church of Scotland because I felt that, you know, I had this this teenage angst of what if I die, where am I going to go? Yeah. And uh, always thinking ahead. Um, and that's kind of, that was it. Um, I drifted away from that when I discovered alcohol and boys and, and never really went back to anything. Although when I was pregnant, I had this thing where I always... I went to go to the, the watch night service and things like that at Christmas. Mm -hmm. That that was important. And I don't know exactly why it was important. I think it was me kind of marking the fact that I was now supposed to be a responsible grown-up and I was bringing a child into this world and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But that kind of slipped away, away very quickly. Neither of my girls were christened or anything else. Um, and I got to like my mid-30s, my early 30s, and thought, I, I remember being very angry at the church, and I don't know why, yeah, I think I heard a wee man speaking on the telly. It was on Channel 4 and he was saying about, you know, how women should be seen and not heard and, and all this lovely stuff. And, and it made me really angry. <laughs> and I started searching. I knew that something was spiritually missing myself. Um, but I also wanted to give my power. I had two daughters. I wanted to give the, their power back to them. Yeah. Because I felt like, and the more I read and the more I, I listened to and the more I watched, I could see how how you know your main Christian faith had taken their power away from women, um, and a lot of that stuff's rooted in the burning times and and mm -hmm. you know the editing of the Bible and stuff like that. And it made me so angry, you know, when women are the source of creation. Really, um, mm -hmm. you know, fire we so frowned upon, and it it was something that really riled me. So I started looking. I knew I didn't want anything to do with Christianity. Anyone, I started looking. And I tried lots of different things, you know. I, I went and I spoke to people and I read stuff and I, I went and sat in at, at different occasions and, and decided the the last one was I found a, I found a group online who practiced paganism all of different types um, in Pollock Country Park and one uh, winter solstice I decided to go and join in and they couldn't have been more welcoming I was welcomed with hugs and I felt really comfortable about it and my gut, I go by my gut a lot. And um, my gut said it was okay. And it's funny, my friend went with me. She's a Buddhist, but she went, oh, I'll come with you and support you. And, and my youngest daughter came with me. Um, mm -hmm. And she was about, I don't know, about nine or something at the time. And somebody looked at her and went, oh, she's an old soul. And, mm -hmm. and I knew, I knew she was an old soul, you know. And she she just took to like a duck to water asking questions. And that's, that's just listen, she asked questions. Um, and when I stood in that circle for the first time, I felt someone's hands against my back and I felt mm. like, that's it, I'm, I'm here, this, mm -hmm. this is it. And I felt a joy that I'd never felt before. I felt a connection that I'd never felt before. And I took my time, you know, I joined, I joined the group and it's a, it was a groving so that as people have, so paganism's an umbrella term and under that you've got, you know, druids, heathens, Wiccans, there's lots of different, they're mainly polytheistic earth-based earth religions or faiths or spiritual paths. Um, and I knew I had to take my time in bed and I didn't know which, which path was exactly for me. I didn't know an awful lot about anything. I recognised as the years went on that, you know, there was wee things that my wee Christadelphian granny had me do that were very pagan. Yes. 
and, and it was funny, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's been appropriated, if you like, um, but I think it's been kept. It's a bit like, you know, um, I'm going off on a bit of a tangent here, but, you know, when they, they started taking, like, um, the altars and stuff out of Christian churches in the Second mm-hmm. World War to protect them, a lot of them found pagan um, idols, if you like, and pagan mm-hmm. artifacts below and it's almost like the pagans that were being converted to Christianity were like, just in case. <laughs> just, no, and yeah. just in case, you know, they were hedging their bets. Mm. Um, but I, I then kind of entered into a study course with that group and, and because I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. And it was a long time before my higher power chose me. Mm-hmm. Um, and oh, I was desperate. I was desperate, absolutely <laughs> desperate for a goddess to choose me. And I'd meditate all the time and I'd surround myself in white light. And, and I kept going to my high priestess and going, when is it going to happen? And she was like, you just need to be patient. It will happen when it happens. And don't say yes straight away. So when my goddess came to me, I didn't say yes straight away. And I went and I spoke, I spoke to her about it and said, look, this is who's come for me. What do you mm-hmm. think? And she had to say, well, let me go away and because it's not one that I've got really that common with. Um, and my goddess shows me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realised that my path was definitely more Wiccan because it's it's triple, um, the triple moon, it's, it's mother, maiden and crone. And that's definitely where my path lies. You know, it's mm-hmm. definitely where my, you know, I, I'm a polytheist, I, I believe in gods and goddesses, but when it comes to worship, when it comes to connection, um, dependent on the wheel of the year, at this time of year, it's very much the Kaliak for me. And she's the, mm. she always makes me think of a Glasgow mammy. You know? <laughs> she'll, she'll, not, she'll not co-sign your BS, you know, and she'll mm. give you hard truth. Um, and that's what I need. That's what I need as a person. I need somebody that's going to give me the hard truth. I need somebody that's yes. that's going to be a Glasgow mammy for me. Um, mm-hmm. So that's how I ended up where I am today. I've now been walking a pagan path for probably about a dozen years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know like through my life, there's been lots of different things that I've, I've just always done and didn't realise why. And now I know why I, I do know. them. So it's, yeah. it's, it is very interesting. But um, it's very interesting... Um, educating people sometimes it is so I'm I know that people listening to this who've not because I often speak a lot to Christians or ex-Christians or people that have you know that have been you know find themselves outside of the the Christian tradition for all sorts of reasons Mm. but what what I am aware of is that people are might be worried a little bit by somebody who follows a pagan path because of of not understanding it or misunderstanding it yeah and one of probably the one of the biggest misunderstandings of paganism is that it's by christians this is (laughs) is that it's somehow like sorcery or devil worship or yeah it's that it's that it's not of god or you know Now, what would you say to those people? In a- My standard response when people ask about the devil, I say, well, you do understand the devil is a Christian concept. It's a construct made by Christianity. Um, and I don't believe in Christianity, so... There's no devil in my practice. Absolutely. We do have a horned guy. He's called Carninus. <laughs> uh, we do have a, gorn, a, a horned goddess called Ellen of the Bees. Um, 
but it's nothing to do with evilness or or, or, or the devil. It's it's to do with balance. Yeah. Um, and and I think a lot of people really struggle. And I get quite a lot. I get, are you a good witch or a bad witch? Yeah. I get that quite a lot. And I'm like, no such thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're a white witch. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I, I, it took me a long time to adopt the, the label of witch as well. Because, you know, I, I am a Wiccan, but not every Wiccan's a witch and not every witch is a Wiccan. Mm-hmm. A witch is just somebody who works with energy. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's this kind of fallacy around all that you can proclaim yourself a witch at any point and that's not quite how it works um, you know I know that in by theory that sounds great that looks like oh, that's fine I'll just walk about saying I'm this I'm that I'm the next thing and that's great if you believe that in your heart but don't go messing with stuff that you don't mm-hmm. know about mm-hmm. um, I just always go bad juju don't be touching that and yeah. my girls know if I say that mm, you don't touch it you don't touch it. So like my youngest started talking about chaos magic and I was like, no, bad juju, don't touch it. Don't mess with things you don't know about. Go and get educated. You know, paganism is not about, you know, hugging a tree and and ringing a bell and thinking that, oh, it's great. You know, I think there's lots of different terms for people who, who can adopt the pagan faith but don't actually do anything with them. And I think, I think at one point they were calling them fluffy bunnies um, with the advent of TikTok, they're called baby witches now. Yeah. Um, I always think vulgar. of it as a bit of cosplay, almost. You know, like there's sort of dressing is, up. There's always there's always a lot of velvet, a lot of velvet, <laughs> uh, crushed velvet, crushed velvet, <laughs> crushed velvet, a lot of black, heavy in the eyeliner. Um, and the reality is, I mean, even my youngest, I remember her first sewing. Uh, after we'd we'd entered the the grove in, in the December, and this was the first sewing. And um, she had been asking my, my high priest, you know, my high priestess was just a, like a granny. So mm-hmm. she would sit down, she would tell her stories because Lucy was very, but fi, but fi, but fi. So ever since she was told, she was like a big sponge and she absorbed it all. And her first sewing, she came home crying from school and they had been given templates of witches' faces. Yeah. And hers had pink cheeks and blonde hair and and no warps and, and everybody else had made theirs green skinned and she was crying saying to the teacher but I've met witches they don't have green skin they don't have red eyes they've got blonde hair red hair brown hair they have a sparkle in their eyes they've got blue eyes and green eyes and <laughs> and you know I had to actually go back to the teacher she was so distressed I had to go back to the teacher and say can she tell the class a wee bit about sewing or halloween as you call Mm -hmm. it and just to understand why you know we're not all and it's all you know when you trace it back it's all this thing about you know demonizing women that's all it is Mm. i mean that's from the the burning time so you're going back hundreds of years and that's still hanging on that's Mm. that's terrifying but she went in and she educated her class and her class was educated at every point of the wheel of the year so listen to that it's a it's a massive thing for my family but as time has gone by, it's just normal. So when new people come into the family, it's a little bit strange. Yes. So when new boyfriends come in, um, sometimes they don't notice the altar. And then they'll notice the altar and be like, what's that? And some of them will quite happily let me take them through. Another, I remember one boyfriend's dad saying, there's no pagans in Glasgow. I said, so dad just 
digest banish that <laughs> digest banish that puff, puff of logic then is that what happens to me I just disappear because he doesn't think I exist and his son wanted to come and and, and uh, see what a ritual was like and I said that's absolutely fine we are if you're pig and curious you're more than welcome to come along and his mum interviewed me basically and said you know who's going to be there what is it going to entail and I was like mm-hmm. you know if I was taking him to a church I, I, I can't name everybody that's going to be there because I don't know would you expect me to do that as well you know mm-hmm. and I almost I was going to say to her no we don't make him slaughter a chicken this first turn because that's a running joke but we never slaughter chickens you know no, <laughs> um, in fact most of the pagans I've met are well we're all we're all animal lovers that's a given um that's... but we're no we're it's I was like it's not it's it's he's not doing anything bad you're okay you know and he loved it absolutely loved it Hmm. so uh, let's talk about sewing then Mm -hmm. um i suppose that's the first thing to say is how you pronounce it (laughs) this is a gallic word yes it's a gallic word seven so it's it's a it's a celtic fire festival um and basically it's it's the, the celtic new year if you like um at this time of year we honor our ancestors yeah um there's there's different traditions um you can do things like so you can when you're setting the table at night you set a, a place for your ancestor mm-hmm. um offering out libations and stuff for your ancestors it can be it doesn't have to be ancestors of wine it can be ancestors of place so wherever you are um you know blood ones that you don't know there's lots of are ones of faith so people who've walked a, a pagan path before and of course when you go back further enough time there's plenty of people who walked a pagan path um so there's lots of different wee things that, that we do to keep to keep the the meaning of of sowing to us um so you know you've got halloween which is the kind of all hallows eve it's kind of it's, it's it's morphed its way along if you like but for sowing for me um it's when we wake the kaliach mm-hmm. um so in my grove and i am the keeper of the hammer uh, and i've got a spirit i've got a, a a ritual hammer that's been dedicated to our grove and it's been um engraved with sigils and i keep it i keep mm-hmm. it all the time and it comes out um every seven and during a ritual i will hammer on the air three times mm-hmm. and it's to wake in the kaliach uh, she is the hag of winter Mm-hmm. Um, they say she's the goddess of Scotland. She created Scotland. Um, the mountains are pebbles that fell from her apron pockets. Um, you know, we'll, we're all yes. her mm-hmm. Um Her tears filled the filled the the lochs. Um, you know, everything. The, there's the Corryvreckan, which is mm-hmm. the eye of the the eye of the Caliach. There are lots of different things round about Scotland. There is, I believe, there's somewhere up in the hills. There's a, a an altar to the Kaliach that's been there for years and years and years. It's a naturally kind of formed thing. So if you look all over Scotland, there are different things for the Kaliach, although she's so sometimes called Anne Kaliach or Kaliach Bira. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different names for her, but um, she definitely is. She's a, um, she's a crone. So in Wiccan, you know, we've got maiden, mother and crone. Uh, your maiden's very active at the start of the year when it's all fruitful and, and lots of lovely things you know we'll bring in Bridget when she comes in in January and we're pouring milk into the, the earth at Immel, um, to encourage the growth and the, the greenery to come back 
Um, so yeah, but but sow ends about waking Kalyak for me. And I'll, we always have a running joke, you know, about a week after sow end, somebody will say, I think you hammered too hard because you get a real cold snap. Yeah. <laughs> and I've woken her up too, too soon. Um, but yeah, you can start feeling the cold really starting coming in Scotland now because that's her up and about and she will shake her, her shawl and lay it over the, the country in, in, a, in some snow. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah that's what it means to me it's it's a time of remembrance for me yes and so it's a time to remember the and honor the ancestors yeah. and of course it has parallels and and it is a precursor to the the christian festivals of all hallows eve and all mm -hmm. souls which is on the 2nd of november so yeah. about this tuesday so all souls in some christian churches not all um, mm -hmm. they, will, they will remember the souls of the departed is exactly yes. the same thing isn't it so um it's not spooky it's got nothing to do with bats or no. graveyards <laughs> or well, unless you're going to graveyards to visit your ancestors then no oh, yes. um, but people will ask me about things like um pump i have pumpkins purely because my husband grows them and yes. they're far easier, far easier to carve than a turnip yes for uh, those who don't know um in uh -huh. scotland in scotland before we knew that such things as pumpkins existed <laughs> you would carve <laughs> at, at halloween you would carve a tumshi a turnip or, or it's actually a swede i think in england yeah for the for those who live in england a big turnip and it was really really hard <laughs> to carve and also there was a pervasive smell of cooking turnup uh, the house it just, like in. someone had since <laughs> like bad yeah it just smelled yes. like a bad fart for for days it just linger um but i nearly sacrificed a few fingers when i was doing the the turnip um when i was me but the whole idea is that you're you're putting these at your door to scare away uh, whatever souls anything are wandering about or anything yeah. any any evil influence so anything that is you know that you don't want to invite into your house you're trying yes. to scare away that's the idea and and that to me that's a really really good point and 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 something that sparked this conversation was that you made yeah. a post on Facebook about people dabbling and effect effectively stirring up energies that they don't know anything about how to handle Yep. So I think the important thing maybe, and you can talk a bit more about this, is that mm -hmm. people who are schooled in any spiritual path are particularly taught how to ward off any, any, in, any energies that you do not want in your space, in your house, in your circle, in your, you know, you learn mm -hmm. how to do that. And it's so, um, and if people are quote unquote dabbling they're not necessarily aware of what they are stirring up exactly yeah exactly do you want to say a bit more about that so that was a that was a bit of a debate i was having so both my daughters are pagans um mm -hmm. they're, they're both uh wiccans in their own way um they're very the three of us are very different types of wiccans so it's quite mm -hmm. interesting um my youngest she has so many herbs through there it's not even amusing and she will work in stuff that I wouldn't work in but she knows how to do it safely she's been yes. taught and um, my girls were taught how to cast a circle my girls know basic protection they know how to close their book at night to stop people whispering in their ears and things like that um 
but my eldest was asking me about a smudge stick that somebody bought and I asked her who had bought it and it was someone who's got no spiritual path whatsoever and that's that's her that's up to her um who decided that she was going to cleanse her own home because there was something in there pestering her and um and I was like no 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 please don't do it no you you can go and do it for her but don't let her do it but even my daughter was like, well, why can't she do it? And I was like, because she doesn't have the knowledge that you have. So it's like a subconscious thing for my daughter. She doesn't realise that she's been taught how to protect herself. Um, and I said, you know, you can't be messing. Would you, would you like try an exorcism yourself? Probably not. Um, or you'd maybe let her do it and then never go anywhere near her flat again. Um, but everybody wants to have a wee shot, you know, especially at this time of year. And, you know, it's, it's the whole the whole ugly witch thing that's going on. And mm. that is just per, per, perpetuating something that was created in the Catholic Church hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just perpetuating that to take the power away from women. Um, I will stop people when they're, when they're calling their children a wee witch when they're using it. And using witch is a derogatory term I find very offensive. And I will step in mm-hmm. when people do it because you don't know. You don't know what that word is. You don't know how you're using it. And also, it, it's something which is deeply steeped in, in in murder, basically, isn't it? You know, yeah, absolutely. The, the, the witch hunt as well. Uh, I think people use that term a lot, don't they? A witch hunt. Yes. Without realizing what a witch hunt actually was historically. How many, yeah, how many women died? And it was purely because they were healers, that you know, they were they were knowing women and, and they were just their power was taken away they from were just them. Too, or or they were just too mouthy, you know. They, they, uh, were, yeah, they, they had women a, they had exercising their power. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't have had any I'd, I'd, I'd <laughs> first call, I would have been right out of there. Um but yeah, the, what I really like is the town I live in. They do a kind of celebration every year for the last witches. I live in Paisley yes, in Scotland, that's right. yeah. and they do a celebration every year for the last the last people killed as witches in in Paisley. And I know a few people in the pagan um, community who actually are part of that committee and and how that's done. And it, the way that it's done is very very respectful mm-hmm. um, for for the witches that live in Paisley now. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful the way they do it, and they show you how. These people weren't bad people. These people weren't doing nasty things. They weren't doing anything wrong. Uh, and it tells their story. And I think it's really important that these people's story has continued to be told. Mm-hmm. It's a bit like you've got to remember. It's like when people talk about remembering Day and remembering, you know, the, the men and women in, that died in mm-hmm. war. I don't wear a red poppy. I wear a white poppy because I, 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 I want to celebrate peace. Yes. Um, and I want to honour the people that have died irrespective of what they were doing. Um, but I think it's really important that we remember different things, you know. And I think part of it, because it's so much part of Paisley's heritage, I think it's really important that people are reminded, you know, this is how people get hounded. Mm-hmm. This is how people mm-hmm. get singled out and killed for nothing. The mm-hmm. people that were being labelled witch weren't witches, no. you know. But it's used like a, it's used like a, a bad term now. Um, and I will stop people and correct them when, when they do it. And they probably think, oh, she's a bit of a party pooper, but no, you're not doing that. And I've said, no, don't don't call her that. Well that that's not, not fair. Um, but that's purely because I've got two lassies and, and I'm really, really protective of, you know, like my girls celebrate their womanhood. <laughs> my girls will, will stand um, up for their own rights and they're very capable 
I, I don't need to I don't need to stand up for them anymore to be fair but that's what I wanted to do I wanted to give the power back to my girls and I think I managed to do that and I think I probably get into our spiritual path I mean it, I was only going for me but at different times they decided that they wanted to come along and they felt right in the circle um, and it's still very much part of our day-to-day -day life you know my husband knows that there's pentacles all over my house and but he knows what they mean mm -hmm. I've got a pentacle in my car I've always got a pentacle in my car because mm -hmm. I want to be safe when I'm driving about but on top of that when people say oh you're a devil worshiper I'm like well no it's a five-pointed star it's it's nothing to do with the devil yes. promise promise of course, you. And I'll educate like, people hammer horror has got a lot to answer for hasn't it <laughs> <laughs> yes absolutely rock rock music as well and ironically i am into heavy metal but um i've found them i've got more in common when it comes to the recovery community because i'm a, a recovering alcoholic have been for 10 years and um i've got more in common with, with metal groups in the recovery way than i do with spiritual way because very few of them are pagans mm -hmm. <laughs> but a lot oh, of them yes. are in recovery <laughs> yes Yes, indeed. So the final question, and it's kind of really what prompted um, this conversation was is about cultural appropriation. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Is, so it's not just the dabblers, it's people who have kind of latched on to the Celtic Wheel of the Year in particular. So you see people... Mm -hmm. um, either you know saying that they're celebrating Beltane or they're celebrating Samhain or that even that they're running an event about it you know yeah or, mm -hmm. or you know, whatever for whatever reason and yet they probably don't have a spiritual path which includes these fest festivals in any meaningful way yeah so and it's not unique to this particular path that happens in other cultures as well you know oh absolutely um, but I think there's something about these festivals in this part of the world which people have adopted as an alternative to Christianity yes and so I'm just I don't know what the answer is but <laughs> I just want to, I, I like I don't even know if there is one or if if we're just getting their knickers in a knot over some nothing but what's important is that there are people who genuinely celebrate these festivals as part of a, a meaningful spiritual path and their religion right mm -hmm. so what are your what's your thoughts on that um i, I really I, I, to use a, a, a phrase you use it really rips my nut and it really it's something that really bothers me um, I kind of educated my street, so my street would come to my door at, at Halloween doing their guising, and I always made them do something for their, their sweeties mm -hmm. before they, they got a sweetie off me, um, but they knew that I was the neighbourhood witch. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, the daddies would come and go, are you the real witch? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I ended up getting a t-shirt made that just said, yep, I'm a witch. Mm -hmm. um, but they know not, they know to stick with their, their kind of cardboard cutout Halloween. They, they know because I'll say to someone do you know what that means and, and I'll educate them about it and after you've I've educated you about something once or twice you really don't want me to so bit by bit um, it's it's funny I have kind of educated my street as to you know what's acceptable and what's not but they're used to seeing me going out eight times a year with a cloak over and a staff going out to my car they're used to hearing me out there when there's a full moon um, especially during lockdown when we couldn't get to rituals 
Mm-hmm. Um, me and my daughter's was a virtuals out the back. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think they were a wee bit nosy and a wee bit curious, but but they understand that it's a real faith. But when you come across people who just, it's like, so they, they usually have like a fire festival for Beltane in Edinburgh. That's right. And yeah. there, there's, there is people there who are genuinely there because that, you know, that is part of their spiritual path. But really, it's just a, a display. Mm-hmm. It's just a display. It's just, it's a carnival kind of atmosphere. Everybody's drinking. Well, it's Edinburgh, of course, everybody's drinking. And that's what it's about. It's nothing to do. And at a push, they'll maybe tell you is, you know, that it's something to do with sex, but actually it's about fertility. It's not just about sex. It's, it's about every sort of fertility. Um, but, you know, my kids always used to make jokes saying, Beltane, that's a sexy one, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, you know, maple, hey, hey, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff, you know. Um, but, yeah, you get lots of these things put on. Um, it, these people are just trying to make money out of something that, that people want to ride on mm-hmm. um, you will see a lot of online places as I was talking to you about it before you know this this woman who decided that she was going to you know say that our, our, our candles that she was making in her kitchen were spell candles mm-hmm. even though she had she pronounced as Samhain as Samhain mm-hmm. and she just she had no no roots and and I'm not saying you have to know everything about paganism before you walk a path on it but be curious don't just say I'm going to latch onto this to make money or I'm just going to latch onto this because it's kind of cool. I am a Celt born and bred. Mm-hmm. I check my DNA. I'm a full Celt. Um, so this has my spiritual path. This is in my bones. Don't don't just try it on like a coat. Don't mm-hmm. just, you know, just think, oh, because I can do it and it looks like I'm just waving something about in the air. You know, I've been taught how to fan fast people. I've been taught how to weave magic into cords. I've been taught how to cast a circle and open a circle. I've been taught all these things. You know, mm-hmm. I've been taught how to use my intent and I also do everything with great respect. So what I try to do is live by the Wiccan read, which mm-hmm. is basically do as you will, but do no harm. Yeah. And what I focus on, I do what I want, as long as I don't harm anyone, including myself. Yes. Um, and I think that's 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 just that, a, a guide to living, really. It's just a guide to living. Pretty all-encompassing, though, isn't it? I mean, it sounds simple, yeah, but it's totally. actually it's it's actually quite uh, deep. Yeah. And if oh, you think absolutely. about, I think about doing no harm. It's you know, it 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 creeps into every single decision and thought and word yeah. and you know. Absolutely does. Oh, yeah, but absolutely. for me, go. I'm also working a twelve-step program. And a 12-step programme is about keeping my side of the street clean. Yeah. So that works so well with my face. And it's funny because the 12-step programmes were created by basically wasps, if you like, in the 1935, mm-hmm. you know, white Anglo-Saxon Protestant men. And But they belie- believed that it was for everybody. It's not mm-hmm. a religious programme, it's a spiritual programme. And I was able to bring my spirituality into that programme, mm-hmm. which was fantastic because your higher power in it is whatever you make it. I walked in there with my own higher power at my side. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what I was doing. Um, so I think I had a great advantage there. And when it comes to making amends to someone that's already passed, I've got it made. And, and t- it tells you in the AA big book, you know, write a letter and burn it. You know, read it out to that person and burn it, and that's so pagan. How it's, pagan it's is that? Yes. <laughs> but um, Bill Wilson, who started off, uh, 
had such a great interest in all different religions and, and educated himself across the board. So no doubt he had a bit going about the, about paganism. I'm quite sure he, he learned a bit about, you know, another one's putting stuff into running water. Yeah. Let it go. You know, and you're like, wow. And a lot of people say, but you're using the word God all the time, but it's God as you understand him. It's my goddess, as far as I'm concerned. So it's funny how different things like that just work in the perfect symbiosis, you know. Um, I don't think there's an answer to stopping people trying to... I, I see the struggle that Indigenous people have. Yes. Um, and it, it hurts me so much because uh, people can't see what the harm is in wearing mm -hmm. uh, a Native American headdress. People can't see the harm in that. People can't, and, and if you can't, what's wrong? What's wrong with you, you know? Um, I've read a bit, because there's bits, you know, that go on and off. So uh, dream catchers, dream yes. catchers is a massive things, controversy. Um, so when they're made by someone who is a First Nations person, mm -hmm. um, then it's there for a reason. You put it up in your window, it catches the bad dreams, and when the sunlight hits it, it burns the dreams off in the web. Mm -hmm. Now it's become this fashion thing. Mm -hmm. And somebody was saying to me the other day, oh, my friend makes huge big ones and they've got fur and they've got this and they've got that. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no that, is, that is somebody else's spiritual practice. Um, and I can, I totally get why people um, complain about that. It's that you're, you are appropriating somebody's faith as part of their right. faith practice. Fully understanding the meaning of it and what yeah. it does. Most people don't know what it's for. <laughs> and then and and also make attempting to make money by selling it, presumably. Yeah, that's um, the uh, that's the general bit that sticks in my craw is when somebody mm -hmm. is is trying to profit off it. Um, things like it, like I really I struggle with these. You see, it pops up on Facebook all the time. These mediums that are doing blind yes. reading. Yes. to the ether they're not actually talking to anyone um and I find that really really disturbing and my dad died four and a half years ago and somebody added me to one of those groups and I hadn't oh. even noticed I don't know how I'd got added um but it was like within a couple of days after my dad died and it was like all these videos kept popping up with these people a live feed of this somebody sitting at their kitchen table and whatever um sitting trying to you know tell me what my dad wants to talk to me and I'm like go away because I knew that I know people that that have the gift and they certainly mm -hmm. don't charge for it and I'm not sending you my bank do you know what I mean I'm no I'm not sending you money through PayPal for you to make up a story for me that you've picked up off of my Facebook feed you know um and I was just like no and I was so angry about it every time I see these charlatans coming up I'm just like report report report, report. Oh, I do that too I'm glad you do it as well I just, I just can't <laughs> oh, be having that because yes. it's it's you're you're taking advantage of vulnerable people and trying to make money out of it and that's not right it's not a form of entertainment it's it's not no it's just preying on people who are very hurt and just things like that just gets me but that's not so much cultural appropriation but when people are um when people are I, I really hate the fact when they like people getting tattoos that they don't know what it means yeah gets to me and my best friend is my tattooist because I've been going to him for like 12 years and um a young guy went in the other day and he's like that'll be five minutes I'm like, okay and I was sitting and the guy came out and he had an ankh mm. tattooed on his face. On his face. 
and you didn't have that many tattoos. I mean, my arms, my back, my legs, it's mm-hmm. all covered. I've got the Kaliakis on my back. She's massive. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I'm looking and I went, oh, an ank. Do you know what that means? Don't have a clue. Apparently it's a symbol in a game. Oh my, okay. I don't, I don't know. About that with, I don't know what game. I don't play games. I'm a grown-up. <laughs> but he'd be walking about that, with that in his face for the rest of his life unless he spends hundreds of pounds getting it removed. Mm-hmm. And it made no sense to me at all. And you're like, you're walking about with what is a religious symbol on your face and you don't mm-hmm. know what it is. And it's deeply disrespectful. Um, I've got a pentacle in the back of my neck because I never wanted to be without one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's 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 the so I will start and explain pentacles to people if they want me to. I'll explain my blooming altars to people if they want me to. And people go, Oh, do you do tarot cards? That's another thing, playing the tarot cards. Yes. And I'm like, just no Ouija boards. People keep saying, Oh, do you have a Ouija board? And I'm like, well, no. Ouija boards were a Mattel game. Why would I have one? Because they think that I'm constantly sitting up at night bothering the dead. Yes, and I'll just <laughs> like really. Do you do you get naked when you're at rituals? No, we don't. We're in Scotland. It's cold. It's freezing. And there's my there's my G's too. When it's not too cold, there's my G's that'll bite mm-hmm. you all over. Uh, so no. And you know, oh, I've heard there's a circle in Scotland where they get I'm like, I've never met them. Never met them. An absolute fallacy. We don't we don't strip off. No, sorry. No. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're okay. <laughs> I do hate appropriation. I actually read a, a, a thing online about somebody talking about, about when it's right and when it's not. Mm-hmm. And basically the guys, the guy came up with the same kind of idea as me. Mm-hmm. If you want, you know, if you're pagan curious, come and find out. Exactly. Come and talk to us. Come to Moot. Come anywhere you want. There's wherever you look. If you actually look, you will find a community around you. There are there are ways to share ideas and thoughts and images and symbols and which is deeply respectful of where they came from. So if you are honouring a path and respectful of it and acknowledging where it came from and who made it and you know that's one thing. But if you're trying to pass something off as yours or your right to use, yeah. because you know because you're a white Westerner, you know, no, <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Nope, not at all. And it's not just it's not just our it's not just our basic well our basic paganism. You, you don't come across a lot of people in the UK who do voodoo, but a lot of people will play at it, and you don't play the voodoo. No, you just well, don't. You don't play with any of it. No, you shouldn't. It's just no. bad juju. <laughs> like I tell my girls, uh, uh, don't touch bad juju. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, that's that, that that's that's my point. But also, yeah, <laughs> thank you very much. I knew it would be a, a rich discussion. So thank you so much for your time on a Sunday night, um, and okay. Samhain Eve, even um, when there's work to be done with hammers in the back garden. <laughs> there is work to be done with hammers in my back garden. Yeah, I'll be Yes. Uh, my husband just pottering about behind me making cider and he doesn't realise that that's part of the magic but never mind mm-hmm. <laughs> yes indeed oh thank you so much Vicky it's been thank a you, wonderful dear. discussion
You've been listening to Fucked Up by Faith with me, Jude Mills. Our music is by David Goodall and you can find the podcast on Spotify and all major podcast channels. If you would like to take part in the podcast or you know someone who would be an awesome guest, please do get in touch. You can do that via my website, judemills.com forward slash podcast. And I look forward to hearing from you. Go well.